Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hey, good afternoon to you. It is the 8th of October. Welcome to the COB. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott, a.k.a. Scuddy. How are you doing today, Scuddy? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Nadine? I'm okay. Thank you. Thanks for asking. Great. Um, we had a pretty positive day for the market overall. Uh, you know, the Chi X200 was up by eight-tenths of a percent. The XJO had the benefit of a few more minutes of trading, and it was up by one percent. So pretty positive, all things considered. It is. In fact, uh, Carl Capolingo, one of our, uh, our friends here at, uh, at Elspis uh, from Think Markets, was, uh, I think just saw a tweet that fly past and they said in terms of four days consecutive gains we've had, and, uh, it's over 5%. And uh, Carl, who's a, the master of numbers, says that I think it's something like the biggest four-day increase uh, since 2014. So December 2014. There to we be go. So, so yeah, Christmas has come early this year. So uh, some mm-hmm. uh, some big gains. Uh, so many factors at play. None least probably the budget uh, and also you know, stimulus hopes in the United States. So four day winning streak, gains from healthcare stocks, miners, tech, and financial. So that's quite a group. Um, really helping to fuel those gains. And you can't look past the buy now, pay later space. Zip code Z1P is the ticker code. The most followed company on Ausbiz platforms. And actually, Fraser McLeod from Sean Partners buy in the buy now, pay later space was up by 8%. It led the market higher. But we had a couple of quarterly updates coming from Sezzle and split it. But Sezzle is what I'm going to focus on now because it saw underlying merchant sales up 232% for the third quarter. Your Neil sales up by 318 million. And uh, the president, Paul Paradis, in conversation with you earlier today, said there's still plenty of market share to chase in the US, Scotty. Yes, uh, very optimistic and uh, some phenomenal growth figures, but it has to be said that offers still a relatively small base. Uh, but a lot of optimism. And, then, and he was talking up, I know, the pilot program that they had in operation in India. Now, all you have to do is look at 1.4 billion Indians, of which most of the under the age of 35, which is a demographic who tends to use this product. And uh, you can see that uh, the potential exists there. Uh, so some exciting days ahead, potentially, for that company. Yeah, we, um, we had a couple of conversations with expert guests about Sezzle, but I think it's worthwhile to listen to Sezzle President Paul Paradis talking about the opportunity in India. Um, I think it's always extremely important to be a first mover. Um, you always have advantages. You know, we've worked out a lot of the kinks in our product in other markets. Um, so a lot of the hard work is done, the hard work that you typically face when you're a first mover. Um, but you, we know that it's a network effects business, right? Um, so the more merchants that you get to offer your product, the more consumers um, you acquire, and they both influence each other, right? It's, it's kind of this flywheel. So by being the first one in that market and starting to be adopted by merchants and consumers, you know, you build a brand and uh, you can gain you know, the acceleration within that market. 
So that was Cecil's president there speaking about the opportunities in India. Right now, they're very focused on the U.S. and Canada, and I think that's what is its uh, current differentiation from some of the other plays. Okay, um, Cecil was the stock of the day. SZL is the ticker code. I sat down with Julie Lee from Berman Invest and Rod Bristow from Climb Asset Management to see whether they think Sizzle still has some sizzle or sizzle, sizzle. Ooh, that's a mouthful. Here's what I believe it's Julia Lee had to say first. They, are, they have reiterated their target for a run rate of $1 billion in underlying merchant sales by the end of the year. But I actually think that they're going to achieve that next month, given that they're almost there already. The other thing just to be aware of, of course, is competition, because we know that PayPal in this quarter is also going to allow its customers to pay in four installments. So watching that very closely to see whether it does eat into that buy now, pay later space. You know, Cezil, there's a lot to like about it. I mean, it, it's a, to some extent, it's a fast follower behind Afterpay, um, which is the clear leader. But that opportunity in that segment is absolutely enormous. It's, uh, you know, really the trend of moving away from credit cards into buy now, pay later is a very, very strong driver of value. Like the business, you know, it's, it's, in, a, it's in a sector where there's a tremendous amount of momentum. I think to your point, though, I mean, you know, the existing, uh, as we've seen in Australia to some extent, you know, the banks are now, um, you know, coming up with zero interest credit cards and uh, have started to make some noises around what they see in this segment. Is this actually a credit product, which would um, put a whole different level of regulation over this sector as well. So um, at this stage for us, Cezzle is a whole. Uh, we do like it, uh, but at a small weight, reflecting the really good execution that we've seen, uh, we think that that might be worthwhile looking at uh, in time. So Rod Bristow there from Climb Asset Management on Cezzle. Okay, another company that we spoke with today that does have grander plans than just staying in one geography, which currently for Adore Beauty is Australia and New Zealand. Um, yeah, we spoke with co-founder Kate Morris of Adore Beauty. You did actually, Scotty. Uh, the company has now set its IPO into uh, motion and uh, yeah, it looks as if it's um, on, on track to be to be quite a growth story potentially here in Australia. Yeah, and uh, unlike so many of the other IPOs we've seen recently, it's uh, profitable now. So uh, that's uh, always a good thing. And uh, I did ask her about uh, the budget of all things and uh, she didn't miss when it came to uh, no, the, uh, the lack of uh, emphasis and uh, support for women. Uh, and so I was really impressed with the way she spoke about that. Uh, clearly something that a lot of other people have gone and, uh, and, and talked about as well following the budget. But uh, no, I certainly had a really good chat with her uh, and a real Aussie success story that is. Yeah, if you'd like to hear more about Adore's plans to grow in the online cosmetics market in particular, which she says in Australia really lags behind what's been seen in other areas like the US, Korea comes to mind as well, the UK. You can access that via the show notes. Now you mentioned the budget there, Scuddy. We spoke with uh, Deloitte Access Economics partner, Chris Richardson. He said that the economy was badly bent, but not broken. And also calling the budget a calculated gamble and a necessary gamble. But my sense was that he firmly believes that there will potentially be the need. Uh, well, shouldn't say potentially and firmly. He thinks that there's going to be more stimulus to come. I don't disagree with him. Uh, my view yesterday uh, was pretty much that, that uh, there's not been enough done and we run the risk of uh, the Tacoma Narrows Bridge uh, buckling and we don't want to see that here in Australia. So I suspect that seven months out from uh, the next budget, scheduled at least, uh, that we'll probably get some more fillets ahead of an election. Yeah, he said that uh, governments traditionally never look back at uh, the money that they've spent 
with regret if it helps to get economies to the other side. It's those that don't spend enough that would have a really reason to regret their action. That uh, interview is up on our website and our app as well, and you can access it via the show notes. So Trump today, he was tweeting, making himself really look like the commander-in-chief. I thought maybe was a little bit uh, overdone when it came to the makeup or the tan, but, you know, he is still a sick man. No, he's, uh, well, he's, uh, he's still got the virus, but uh, certainly did look very tanned. But whether it's natural or not, I'm not sure. But, I think uh, he's been dipping into Adore Beauty's products. That's potentially, may, may, maybe he's, uh, he's on the bid, but uh, certainly uh, out there, very uh, presidential with the uh, Schmidt campaign there. About, uh, I know he was uh, blessed at uh, something. What do you say about, uh, you know, it's a, it's a blessed and like, you know, there's something, a gift from God that he uh, got the virus. Um, Look, the mm. least said the better, but uh, certainly uh, there's been a lot of focus on his uh, diagnosis with the virus over the last uh, last few days or so. But it's not uh, dulling his art of the deal um, instincts, is it? No. Well, uh, after saying that uh, no, more, uh, no more stimulus talks until after the election, uh, obviously yesterday uh, afternoon, our time here in, uh, in Asia, he went and uh, offered a couple of uh, tweets, sort of piecemeal, saying, oh, well, we'll... Uh, potentially go and get a smaller deal through, and then maybe that's part of a, a deal to go and get a larger I don't think through. he even cares about a deal so much now. He just wants to get the credit for delivering stimulus checks and or um, make the Democrats look really bad for not coming to the party. It's, it's all grandstanding and it's all, yeah, I guess holding a lot of vulnerable Americans hostage, really. Well, it's, uh, it is a game and it's a gamble and it's a very high stakes gamble. And I've got to say that uh, I think that the decision to go and call off the stimulus talks, no matter how... Uh, you know, stubborn the Democrat side were in terms of what they would be willing to go and, and compromise on uh, is going to be real bad for his presidency and, uh, and hopes for a second term. Uh, I cannot see that uh, no, you've got a lot of people out there who are battling, people who are struggling, and they've got uh, no, no certainty about what their job security is like. Uh, you look at, over history, what happens in the presidency uh, when uh, you've got that leading up to uh, election day, and every time the president gets turfed. So it's basically, in modern times at least, it's been every single time. Uh, I'm not sure that uh, no, this, this game is, uh, is gonna go and work out for him. Obviously did a lot of it with the other Chinese and came up with some kind of a uh, ramshambled uh, phase one trade deal that really didn't deliver anything. This time I think it might go and deliver him out of the White House. I was speaking with um, a family member in Canada recently, and do you remember just a couple of weeks ago, the US President Donald Trump went and slapped tariffs on Canadian aluminium once again, and Canada was set to retaliate. And uh, prior to that, the US President backed down, but he doesn't do it publicly. He does it in a very backhanded, under uh, the radar type way. So essentially, his base, the people who he's trying to appeal to with his tough on trade stance, even against the Canadian neighbors to the north, uh, they still think that those tariffs remain in place. They think that he won that one. So he just has this way about him, doesn't he? He does. Like, I may have caught it. Uh, I think that uh, I think he's done and dusted. But uh, you know, it, you're loath to go and write him off after what happened in 2016. But even the polls at the moment, you know, I hate the US polls, especially the national ones. I really don't read too much into them whatsoever. But there is absolutely no signs of a narrowing fact. It's actually going further apart. And you put that together, what's going on with the economy, it's, uh, it's looking pretty terminal. Yeah, well, I did have a conversation, a good one, I thought, with um, John Blank. He's from Zach's Investments uh, in New York to start the day, actually. And he said, he said even the Republicans are starting to back away from Trump. And if you'd like to catch up with that interview, it too is on our website. I sound like uh, 
Like a public service announcement, a walking and talking public service well, announcement. We do, have a, we, we do have a website and we have an app. And, and we have an app. And we're available on every uh, no, major social media platform. Yeah, well. and we do a lot of good interviews during the day, don't we? Okay, so let's just leave that there. Um, tomorrow, China comes back online. We get that services PMI. I thought it was due today. I think some had it due today, but with the holiday, it's coming tomorrow. We get lending indicators at 11.30 a.m. Uh, Always exciting. Here. Yeah. Always and exciting. the 11.30 RBA Financial Stability Review. Yeah, that'd be an interesting one. Definitely over the uh, the tenure with uh, with uh, Governor uh, Philip Lowe, uh, financial stability has taken on a far greater importance uh, at the bank than other areas, uh, much to the uh, dis disgust of some people out there that we've spoken to, including myself when it comes to the RBA. But uh, no, obviously it won't be market moving, but what it will do is it will provide lots of talking points about uh, you know, the outlook for the Australian and international economy moving forward. I'll get some thoughts on that and the budget and the budget reply from Malcolm Turnbull. I'll be speaking with the former P Prime Minister at 9.20 a.m. Looking forward to that. Uh, we have a whole raft of great guests on. June Beilou from Tribeca and Adam Dawes from Sean Partners are on the call. I know a lot of people will be looking forward to that. And we'll be checking in with Eliza Owen, the head of Australian research at CoreLogic, sort of about 10 past three to get the read on the property space in the wake of the budget as well. Now, don't forget, if you haven't heard, we have a new program starting tomorrow. It is called The Last Call. So what, Scuddy, does The Last Call conjure in your mind when you hear that term? It reminds me of being a... Uh dragged out of a pub, <laughs> hopefully not by a bouncer, but yeah, last drinks, it's, it comes across. But uh, it sounds like, you know, last call, maybe something to combine with stock market, uh, markets in general, economics. And uh, drinks and booze. Yes, yes, that's exactly it. So tomorrow we launch a new show. It starts at 4 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be a bit of fun. It'll be a bit chatty. We'll wrap the markets. We'll have a special guest or two. Um, yeah, it'll be like the COB, but just better with more people and more stuff to talk about and more alcohol, more alcohol. This should be fun. We really hope you join us for the last call tomorrow at 4 p.m. But I will see you throughout the day on the Osbiz live stream. Hey, should we get our sleep tonight, Scuddy? I think so. It's been an absolutely exhaustive week, I've got to say. No, particularly that Tuesday. That, what, what a day that was. Thrilling, but though. Thrilling. It was, it was thrilling, the adrenaline, but then the, uh, the crash that comes afterwards. So we're going to go and you know, perk up Friday. We're going to go and bring Share it on So looking forward to it. And then the weekend will be a good one. Cheers to that. See you tomorrow. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.